once you get the 360 degree data together and you collect all the information you have about the patient in your organization, you can really leverage that longitudinal record to enable a whole bunch of patient-facing use cases. Hi, I'm Marianne Bohr with HIMSS. In this episode, I'm sitting down with Dr. Atif Farid Mohammed, Head of Artificial Intelligence at Apexon, and Rahul Gate, Head of Worldwide Partner Development for Healthcare and Life Sciences Data Analytics at Amazon Web Services. Today, we'll be talking about how Patient360 enables precision health and medication adherence. Before we start, I'd like to say thank you to Apexon for sponsoring this podcast. Dr. Atif Rahul, thank you for joining us today. Could you tell us? What is Patient360 and what are the main features of the platform? So, Marianne, I, I want to take a step back and before talking about Patient360, talk about the importance of patient experience in general. Right. So, in a, in a recent survey conducted by a large research organization, 91% of C-level healthcare executives agreed that providing excellent patient experience is an essential part of providing high-quality care. Right. If you look at McKinsey, they are predicting that CMS is changing their weightage for Medicare Advantage reimbursement to for patient experience metrics to 57% up from 32%. So really, patient experience is becoming a very critical component of delivering care. Now, this is where Patient360 comes in. Right, Patient360 is an awesome enabler for providing a great patient experience. Right now, many healthcare organizations already leverage their traditional data sets like claims and clinical data and operational data, but they frequently leave a lot of data sets on the table that can be very important for patient-facing applications. Right, and this includes data like propensity to pay, social determinants of health, survey data, housing and transportation data, contact center data, appeals and grievances, and so on. So really what Patient360 does is that it enables the combination of these data sets and unleashes them to drive patient-facing applications and makes them far more relevant and engaging than before. Just to elaborate more, Patient360 is a healthcare framework which is designed to provide a 360 view of patient information. That means prediction, the correlation, the causation of comorbid situations or disease symptoms, health conditions, those can be chronic, those could be something else. And the Patient360 beauty is that it is entirely on AWS platform. So when we were looking at the partners, we found that AWS has all those ingredients that will be very helpful for us to go with Patient360 by adapting the Apaxon's health data analytics platform. We also call it HDAP. This is the healthcare-specific data unification, and that permits us to create analytics simultaneously within the same platform of Patient360. Some of the core functionalities of HDAP are to enable healthcare and life sciences organizations to rapidly move into technology platform that permits them to leverage and monetize their data assets to provide a single source of truth for patient and member data. This platform also contains ready code for processing standard healthcare data types like HL7, CCDA, DICOM, FHIR, labs, etc. And they're also known as in the healthcare industry EMRs. The platform also supports 
the standard models such as OMOP, which is patient 360, definitely enables regulatory healthcare reportings, the key performance indicator calculations, and leveraging data for research as well. And the beauty of uh, native AWS components associated with patient 360 allows the people who are utilizing it at either end as a direct stakeholder or as an indirect stakeholder that AWS is pay, pay as you go. The data privacy is a big concern these days. How does the Patient360 platform, powered by AWS, ensure data security and confidentiality? Yeah, so AWS takes a very comprehensive approach to data security and privacy. We support more security standards and compliance certifications than any other offering out there, and that includes PCI, DSS, HIPAA, HITECH, FedRAMP, GDPR, FIPS 140-2, and NIST 800-171. So we help customers satisfy compliance requirements for virtually every regulatory agency around the world. At the latest count that I'm aware of, we have over 135 services that are HIPAA eligible and over 137 services that are certified for high trust. So security and compliance is a shared responsibility between AWS and the customer, right? So we have a shared model that relieves the customer's operational burden because AWS operates, manages, and controls the components like the host operating system and the virtualization layer down to the physical security of the facilities in which the services operate, right? While the customer assumes responsibility and management for the guest operating system, right? So in short, AWS is responsible for security of the cloud, while the customer takes care of security in the cloud for the areas that they control directly. So AWS has services built specifically to address core security and compliance requirements, such as data locality, privacy, and confidentiality. Right? So these services cover areas like identity and access management, network monitoring, protection of infrastructure from unauthorized resources, data protection, incidents response, as well as comprehensive monitoring of compliance. So all in all, very, very comprehensive approach uh, to data privacy and security at AWS. I see. Dr. Atif, do you have anything to add to that? Uh, sure. Uh, that's a fully loaded question. And it's a phenomenal idea to work with AWS in this aspect that AWS is, can be region specific, can be global. It depends how you're utilizing it. As Rahul mentioned very elaboratively, the use of HIPAA, uh, FHIR, GDPR, and in, in case of Canada, it's PPDA. So data, data is usually encrypted. If it is not PII or uh, PHI, that's the healthcare information, at rest and at motion. And the layers are multiple in terms of privacy and security. The security arena like fire or HIPAA compliance are already embedded within the AWS, as uh, my vice friend Rahul just mentioned. All the EMRs, which are currently available outside like Apex Runner or other ones, data masking, de-identification is also taken care of within the web services, which is AWS's speciality. Also, I must elaborate that AWS goes within the virtual private cloud as well as the standard cloud, which is public or private with the IDM and IAM in totality for the domain of authentications. If the provider seeks any patient information, appointment information, past health conditions, allergies, surgical history, any comorbidities, 
any lab results such as blood, stool, urine, etc., radiology. These are recorded within the fire environments or FHIR in other words. Even non-medical data, which is social determinants of health, is also needed for a provider to go for a complete checkup and prescribe accordingly. So hope this helps. Back to you. So we understand that Patient360 can collect and manage data very well. And how does the platform help customers extract value from this data? That's a great question. Uh, Of course, if you collect data, then the core value of HDAP, which is Apexon's speciality, is that you can go and utilize that in both ways, in an operational way, as well as in the analytics ways, using the machine learning, artificial intelligence built in on the back. We leverage AWS native services like SageMaker, which is our preferred service for building, training, and deploying machine learning models, which are needed to be tested, trained, and deployed, and later monitored. SageMaker, as you know, makes it quite easy to explore data and train models, tune hyperparameters, register models, and much more. So technically, you basically can implement the entire machine learning operations and manage and complete a life cycle of the model on AWS SageMaker. Additionally, you can utilize services like Amazon QuickSight or Amazon Athena for building dashboards and doing analysis on top of your data that permits you to look at a 360 coverage of a patient. Terrific. Now, what are some of the business use cases for this platform? So I would say from a from a business use case standpoint, patient 360 enables and enhances all kinds of patient-facing applications. But I'll give you a few specific examples. So digital front door, hospital at home, or intelligent triage or scheduling, enhancing the check-in process when a patient is visiting a healthcare provider, improving the call center experience, personalized care navigation, symptom checkers, care coordination, automated authorizations, appeals and grievances. So there's all kinds of examples. So in short, once you get the 360 degree data together and you collect all the information you have about the patient in your organization, you can really leverage that longitudinal record to enable a whole bunch of patient-facing use cases. Dr. Atif, anything to add to that? Sure. So one of the business use cases that we have witnessed quite often in patient 360 is to gain an in-depth view of patients' health history, including medication, allergies, conditions, as I mentioned earlier. The provider can also filter down the search for the patients based on many different criteria that includes medical, non-medical information. Another use case for the clinical trials, which are the key to improving people's quality of life that is also embedded within the patient 360, is to retain the prescription, retain the participation, retain the biggest hurdles that are faced by the initial participants in the life sciences uh, testing and you know getting all the vaccination, et cetera, that happens that we just witnessed in the epidemic later became pandemic in COVID. Less than 40% of the initial participants actually complete the study with the advanced analytical machine learning capabilities that Patient360 platform has, which is powered by the AWS SageMaker clinicians can understand which individuals are most likely to complete the study. One additional use case that I can uh, elaborate using the Patient360 platform are to reduce readmission of patients coming back to the hospital when they were first came to ER and remained in the ACU, which is the acute uh, care unit. And this also provides a pair forecasting and demand planning that hospital might have beds 
or might not have beds availability to enhance personal care management. Dr. Atif, why did you choose AWS to build this platform? Well, that's the base question. The main reason that we have selected AWS is number one, security, two, reliability, and three, which is most important, is scalability. And the last but not least, cost efficiency. AWS has services which are hugely scalable, reliable, using several services of agreement-based metrics with Amazon CloudWatch alerts. Within the AWS platform, the notifications are sent if the resources are overused or overloaded. Second important aspect of scalability is pay as you go. As long as you're using it, you're paying it. Otherwise, there are no bills. And it's the main fact that AWS automates major infrastructure configuration for the sudden spikes or heavy traffic that are coming in certain cases, like the COVID pandemic is one of the example, and the hospital bed availability is the second one. The AWS also allows us to quickly scale up or scale down as needed for the client services. It is also cost efficient. The Apexons HDAP in its capacity is a default state that we utilize on top of AWS. It does not incur any significant upfront cost as it is largely built on the serverless compute services, which are in the core of AWS. Thank you, back to you. I see, now Dr. Atif, can you briefly describe the main architectural components of the platform and which AWS services you leverage to implement them? Well, some of the main architectural components of the platform that we had to design on AWS were the data sources, data ingestion pipelines, data transformations, storage, visualization, and analytics. Again, there's quite a few. However, there are 360 coverage, which are needed for both providers, payers, and the patients, because they are all in together. So to orchestrate the flow of data from its sources through the processing in a secured manner using com computational capacity, only as needed, we chose to implement the main architecture as a serverless in a serverless manner which is AWS specific feature that we utilized. Some of the primary ones are AWS or Amazon SageMaker. Notable services with AWS SageMaker for machine learning is SageMaker Pipeline, SageMaker Products, the models, Amazon Athena, Redshift are quite a few. We also have extensively leveraged AWS S3 buckets, and this goes on, which is EMR or Elastic MapReduce is another example other than the standard medical records. So all these implementations of the attributes that I just shared of patient 360 are done through the cloud formation, uh, which is an infrastructure as a code service. Using this, we were able to highly configurable cloud templates provision for our partners so they could spin up infrastructure components like S3 buckets, index storage, core AWS APIs, like Athena glue jobs, and specifically AWS Lambda functions, which are very helpful in the machine learning implementation for the analytics. This also allowed us to have event-based triggers for execution of data processing jobs or defined self-transformation and analysis needed. And it automatically sets up all the monitoring level logging and alerts, as I mentioned earlier. And this is based on the business structure that we are working with. And AWS certainly provides us configurable enterprises to adapt according to the environment or the individual requirements. Thank you very much. Now, Dr. Atif, is there anything else that you'd like to add? Well, if you want to know more, please download our fact sheet 
on patient 360 from a Paxon website, which is a Paxon.com. And if you have any questions, feel free to drop us a note at AWS underscore experts at Paxon.com. Also, don't forget to tune into our next podcast on social determinants of health and why precision matters, which will be actually presented by Mike Bose, who's our vice president of data service line and artificial intelligence division. Thank you for listening. Dr. Atif and Raul, thank you so much for joining us today and for sharing your insights. Special thanks to Apexon for sponsoring this podcast. Have a fantastic rest of your day.